Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's set our sights now southward. This is Chicago Bears. There's a lot going on in Chicago Bearland because between Mitch Trubisky not getting his contract extended and picking up that fifth-year option, Nick Foles coming into the mix, any receiver, hell, if I've got hands that can run at this point, I think the Bears will sign me. Mark Grody, the Bears sideline reporter for 670 The Score Insider, he's joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing well, Bill. Yeah, the NFL news never stops, as you know, and certainly it's been popping with Bears stuff as well. So the Bears are picking up anybody and everybody, Ted Ginn Jr., Trevor Davis, anybody they can that uh, would feel that they can maybe just help out being a weapon for Mitch Trubisky. They bring in Nick Foles. They don't uh, pick up the fifth-year option on Mitch. Uh, Do we now officially call him a bust, or we just hold our breath if you're a Bears fan and and say, please, God, let him pan out, otherwise it's Nick Foles' time? Yeah, I mean, it's bordering on that that dirty word bust for sure it's this is this is exactly last call they have stripped out from under him his security in terms of being the slam dunk starter they stripped out the security from underneath him in the in the person of chase daniel which that was just a security blanket that his former backup quarterback who acted as a coach on the team and was of zero threat to him and now you have what is being termed as a real quarterback competition, one in which the head coach, Matt Nagy, has said that they will be absolutely transparent, meaning they will be honest, and maybe some hard words will have to be used. And to me, that was a direct message to Mitchell Trubisky. Be aware that it might be Nick Foles who gets the ball in the second week of September when hopefully there's the start of an NFL season. So I think right now, Foles is the favorite. I think for everybody involved, it would be great if if this would be a revelation year, a revealingly good year for Trubisky, because then everybody gets fed. The fans are happy. The bosses are happy. You maybe get a an extension for Trubisky or a franchise tag or transition tag. But yeah, this this is a year. I would just say I'm going to be dramatic here, Bill. It's a year of reckoning for the Bears. Good. Good description, I guess, is the best way to put it. Adjectives are flowing on this program today. I feel good about that. So tell me this. Is this is the is the Mitch Trubisky and I'm gonna say thus far failure, is it on Mitch or is it on Matt Nagy and the fact that he has just it, it's almost been a schizophrenic offense at times. Sometimes they don't run the ball at all. Other times they do, and it seems to be driven by questions pre- and post-game for Matt Nagy. I mean, 
Uh, it, you know, Matt Nagy did a lot of wonderful things his first year, and it just didn't seem to culminate in year two, and it seemed like you were just scratching your head as to what the philosophical goal was offensively. Yeah, I mean, you know, as far as whose fault it is, I mean, some of it has to be put on the quarterback and Trubisky because this is a, you know, this this is obviously not necessarily an, a, an original offense by Matt Nagy. It's his version of, of Andy Reid um, and a couple of other coaches who preceded him in terms of Doug Peterson in Philadelphia. But, it, yeah, it's, it's his own twist on it. It is supposed to work with the quarterback being the star of the offense. It is supposed to work with the running game being a complement to it, and it hasn't panned out that way. And, you know, they have been pretty specific about the things that Mitchell Trubisky has lagged behind in, and that is, that is reading defenses, um, accuracy, setting up his offensive line when he, when he gets up, making adjustments, um, recognizing things. And, and those are simply things that, Trubisky has not been able to do. So that part falls on Trubisky. Now, the part that does fall on Matt Nagy is is that he has to know his personnel and know that maybe the offense that Matt Nagy was using was too much for the quarterback that he had. you got to know the skill set of your players. you have to know in what they thrive in, and they were careful about saying that and saying, yeah, we're going to do whatever he is most comfortable with but it was almost like they were jamming this playbook to Trubisky and, and saying, yeah, this has to work because it has worked before. Not every offense works for every single player, and it, it's possible that Trubisky would have been and maybe someday will have been better suited in a, in a different type of offense, one that has less to it, I suppose we could, we could put it at, and one more where there's more improvising for the quarterback and allowing him to do what he feels um, and using his true skill set, so it falls it falls a little bit on on both. But and and then you could even knock it upstairs to to Ryan Pace too, because he knew the coach that was coming in. Well, actually, no, I guess at the time he didn't know the coach that was coming in, but he had to know that that or allow for this coach to implement that plan with that quarterback. So they've got Allen Robinson, Cordell Patterson. They've got Ted Ginn Jr. They picked up Trevor Davis, uh, you, you know, Javon Wims, uh, the seventh-round draft choice uh, was a couple of years ago. How good is this wide receiving core now? Great question. I think there's one guy in that wide receiver's room that, on whom you can depend and that you know exactly what he is, and that's Allen Robinson, and that's it. That's it for that room. You know, uh, Riley Ridley's another guy. He was a fourth-round pick last year for the Bears. He was injured early and just never looked right, even when he did get in finally towards the latter part of the season. You also drafted a kid in Darnell Mooney who can run a 4 3 8 40, but there's no way you could depend on him to all of a sudden make an impact. You know, he's a fifth round pick. Um, so it's, and Anthony Miller is an interesting prospect. He's a guy the Bears picked, you know, two years ago, moved up in the second round to get. He's a guy who you still have to get something out of. Um, and he looked really good towards the end of last season, had some big games, started to show flashes of what they think he might be, but that it has to be sorted out, and you have to start to see some jumps out of these guys. You mentioned the, uh, Javon Wims. I mean, he's a guy, you know, again, a seventh-rounder, so the, the expectation level coming in can't be at a 10 with him, 
But, you know, th- this is a crucial year for him. You know, he's going to be fighting for a job, maybe even fighting for a roster spot, and they got to get real with that wide receivers room. The Ted Ginn Jr. thing was smart because uh, all these wide receivers that we have mentioned, Bill, they're all possession-type guys. They are not burners, and Ted Ginn is the only one who gives you that change of pace. And although Ginn has still got the speed at the age of 35, you never know when that decline is going to begin. So, and by the way, we're talking with Mark Grody, Bears sideline reporter, and also with 670 The Score out of Chicago. The other weapons they have, they get Cole Komet, who I really was kind of hoping the Packers would end up taking. I, I like this guy. They take him in the second round. They pick up uh, off the scrap heap uh, Jimmy Graham from the Green Bay Packers. Uh, they've also got uh, Ben Bronnecker, uh, who's there. They, they, you can go, they got like 42 guys. Adam Shaheen is another one that uh, they, they draft. They got like 42 tight ends. That are, you know, who who is their tight end core really? Yeah, that's a great question. It, it is, as you mentioned, Cole Komet. It has to be Jimmy Graham. It, you know, if nothing else dictated on the nine million dollars that they they guaranteed him, they have another guy by the name of Demetrius Harris who they picked up in this off season. I think that you know he he would also fit into that classic wide tight end, the inline tight end, just like Cole Komet. There's two other guys. I mean, Broniker is a guy that's been around for a while, and he'll get in every once in a while. But, no, you don't expect him to be a core part, you know, kind of a limited usage guy. Shaheen's probably going to be cut, so you can forget about him. That's why they drafted Komet. Um, but there are two other guys. Jesper Horstead was a, a, a U tight end that stepped up last year and showed some flashes, an undrafted uh, tight end, a guy who was converted from wide receiver to tight end. So he's still learning. But I like the upside, but at least they're not depending on him. And then that guy they picked up midway through the season last year, who was just a total gamer, and J.P. Holtz, who can line up at fullback, you know, your H-back, tight end, either tight end spot, a little bit of a do-everything. But the names that you guys will hear as it pertains to the Bears mostly, if it works out as the blueprint dictates, will be Jimmy Graham, Cole Komet, and probably Demetrius Harris. So now defensively speaking, if they if they believe they've upgraded this offense, they pick up a couple of guys in the seventh round to fortify the offensive line, they believe that this is going to be the year that it's either going to be Mitch Trubisky stepping up or Nick Foles taking over. How good is this defense? They kept Danny Trevathan. They re-signed him. They still have Akeem Hicks. Uh, you look at a lot of the names that are very familiar. Roquan Smith has, I think, taken a giant step forward. How good is this defense? Well, yeah, and also they, they also got Robert Quinn. They signed him. Right. They they cut yeah they they cut Leonard Floyd so that appears to be again at least on paper an upgrade a guy who can definitely get to the quarterback or at least um, hurry the quarterback or knock the quarterback down at a better higher pace than did Leonard Floyd so here's what I think with with the return of Akeem Hicks as you mentioned and you know not to mention you know Dalen Johnson uh, their other second round pick who I think becomes the second best cornerback on the team this side of Kyle Fuller on the Bears I do think it's upgraded and it is possible possible that the Bears defense goes back to being elite it was elite two years ago last year the defense was simply good it was a top 10 defense but it didn't have the same ferocity I don't think it had the fear factor when teams came into Soldier Field or even you know on the road with everybody back healthy and the additions that are made, even Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith had a weird year last year. I mean, he's a 10 on the talent scale, but he had some personal issues, and then he had the torn pectoral muscle towards the end of the last year. You get this whole thing back together healthy, and then the additions that you've made and Quinn and Jalen Johnson, I think it's possible that for a year or two that this Bears defense could go back to being elite. 
Did they pay too much attention to the Cody Parker double doink and the whole thing with all the different kickers and then Eddie Pinheiro coming in, who, by the way, so far has at least held on to his job, although they got, what is it, Mermiz Ahmed or something like that they brought yeah. in? Yeah. Another kicker? Yeah, uh, yeah. But at least now the, the kicking thing isn't going to be 27 guys in camp trying to make a 43-yarder. <laughs> yeah, they they kind of uh, reassured. When they talked about the extra kicker that they brought in, they mentioned, no, you, you, you guys should not be expecting, you know, uh, double-digit numbers of kickers to come into camp. And, yeah, of course, yeah, you could definitely look back. It, look, it was ridiculous at the time. And even in retrospect, it's really ridiculous because obviously there were so many other things that they should have been focusing on camp in camp as opposed to the kicking situation. So, yeah, I mean, they put way too much into it. This year, nobody's got the work. I mean, there will supposedly be a kicker competition with the guy they brought in, but I think it's Pinheiro's job. Probably he's the 80% going in and maybe an outside chance that if, if you know, either Pinheiro gets injured or he's tragically bad during camp in Lake Forest this year, then there'll be a switch at kicker. But this year, the, whatever off-season program there is, whatever modifications exist, it will be 100% all about that quarterback competition, and that's it. Always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, hopefully you're staying safe down there. I know they're taking care of you, and then we will talk again. We should have football, at least according to the NFL, come September. So cross your fingers. Yeah, I hope so, Bill. Always good to talk to you, and I uh, hope you and your crew are, and families are all safe as well. We're doing okay. Uh, appreciate it as always, buddy, and we'll talk to you soon, Mark, okay? All right, Bill. Take care, man. Thanks, pal. Mark Grody, Chicago Bears sideline reporter with 670 The Score, the insider there as well. You can find him at Mark Grody Sports on Twitter, at Mark Grody Sports on Twitter. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years, they've been getting it done. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.